0: Coming up as an only child in pre-Revolution Petersburg, Sergei Sokolov had never thought of himself as a member of the proletariat. His father, Arkady, a toolmaker's son, had risen to the rank of foreman at the Petrograd Metal Works, where he adapted designs of Rato turbines and boilers of Vulcan destroyers that the foundry was commissioned to make for the French and Germans. Sergei's mother, Yelena, was a sought-after seamstress to society ladies. Together, the Sokolovs brought home enough money to enroll Sergei in one of the city's top boys' schools, the Second Petrograd Gymnasium, near St. Isaac's Cathedral. Attending class with the children of civil servants, doctors, merchants, clergymen, and a few of the lesser nobles, Sergei was expected to further his father's ascent, to become a top engineer in one of the many factories that were rising like a brick shadow around the marble colonnaded city. By the time Sergey was in the sixth form, Arkady was in his fifties, occupying his own office in the workshop, fixing workers' hours and pay, and waiting for his chance to retire on the family-owned plot outside the city. Then the revolution came and Arkady's dreams of moving to the countryside were cut short. The metal works were nationalized, the Sokolovs' plot was requisitioned by the government for a workers' sanatorium, and the Sokolovs were forced to suffer mutely as their five-room apartment was subdivided and stuffed with shrill, illiterate workers who promptly destroyed their floors and furniture. To the young Sergei, whose classes had dwindled with the sudden emigration of his classmates, the revolution was a mixed prospect. He'd seen the Cretans it brought to power, endured his father's complaints about the new metalworkers' union, dominated no longer by master craftsmen like himself, but by unskilled dolts. He had watched his mother suffer as their new neighbors flung muddied boots on her brocade chairs. At the same time, he thrilled at Russia's industrial ambitions—building steel mills in Siberia and oil refineries on the Caspian Sea, laying out factories in Stalingrad. As a boy enamored of machinery, he shared the Bolsheviks' love of bigness. His parents' weariness could not dampen the boy's wonder at the great dams thrown across broad rivers, the awesome machines so complex he couldn't imagine how human hands had built them or how human minds had conceived them. He knew that to ensure a place for himself in the new order and among the rising ranks of young engineers, he would need to join the youth division of the party, the Kamsa but at the Petrograd Polytechnic Institute, this proved to be far from simple. Not long after he entered, the first purge of the student body was conducted. He was called into a room and questioned by an unfriendly Troika, including the flabby-faced party committee secretary in a worker's leather jacket. They asked him questions about his mother and father, his grandparents, uncles, his former classmates at the gymnasium. With a father who had been a foreman in a Tsarist factory, there was now some doubt as to whether the Sokolovs were true proletarians or hostile class elements. Sergey tried to answer the questions modestly and directly, concealing his fear and pretending to show no insult. He said that his father— A simple man had been promoted gradually from the shop floor to the lowest rung of management because of his skill. He spoke of how he himself had worked for a year on the same factory floor, in a cold shop, before attending the Polytech. At the end of the purge, all students with a bourgeois class background were expelled. He had been spared, though barely from that moment on, he understood that he would have to work harder than the others to keep his nose clean. His first two attempts to join the Kamsa Mall were unsuccessful. It wasn't until his penultimate year that he was given another... Enough-